Hello. Welcome back. This is the Elevated Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa, the Elevated Empath on Instagram and TikTok. I'm so excited you're here. This is a community and a group of Elevated Empaths. Empaths who understand and harness their empathic superpowers, unleash their duality, and live from their authentic soul energy that's wild and sexy and free and all of those things. I'm so grateful that you're here and you're listening. Um, Today, we're going to talk about one of my favorite things to talk about in the whole wide world, one of, navigating sex as an empath. Whoa! If you follow me or you know me, you know this is my favorite. So before we get into all of that, like, share, comment, subscribe, wherever you are. I don't know, do the things. And I want to hear from you. Today and always, it's a discussion and I want to hear from you what you think. If I especially want to hear, you know, we're going to get into all of this, but if you feel that this resonates with you and you feel that you might be an empath or um, a sexual empath, I want to hear from you if you feel like you've experienced these things. If you are interested, I do one-on-one empath coaching I do Akashic Records readings and animal communication readings. So if you're interested in any of that, it will be in the description. And you can book a reading or you can apply for coaching and we can talk about what you're looking for in one-on-one coaching. My specialty is obviously in empath work. And so if any of this resonates with you and you feel that you're an empath and need a little bit more guidance and coaching, definitely reach out. Okay. Oh, let's talk about sex and the empath. So let's start from the very basics. An empath is somebody who absorbs the thoughts and energies and opinions of other people and the external world around them all the time, sometimes without even noticing it. And it affects their mental health, their physical health. Um, We take on and absorb energies all the time, especially from other life forces. So... There are so many different types of empaths, physical empaths, um, emotional empaths, mental empaths, animal, plant, earth, what else is there? Sexual empaths. That's the one we're going to talk about today. It can manifest in your physical body, can manifest in your spiritual or mental, um, your mental body, your mind, and... Sexual empathy is so interesting to me. And when I started to do more research on empathy, but then also the fact that these things kind of happen when we're intimate with people or even intimate with ourselves, there's so much energy there. And so I was so fascinated with the way that our bodies and our spirits and our minds and our electromagnetic fields work in this capacity. Essentially, If you have sex with someone and you're an empath, you're going to take on the energies and thoughts and opinions of that person. You're in an intimate setting. You're inside of each other. (laughs) And so you're going to absorb their, their energy. There's no other way around it. You really are. And if you don't have the right tools or the right understanding of what it means to be an empath, it can affect the way that you feel before, during, and after sex. I'm talking about 
all types of sex for all types of people. And it, it sex can look whatever it looks like to you. No judgment here, of course. We had a lot of blocks when it comes to sex, especially casual sex. So I made one of my very first TikToks that actually like got a lot of views was me saying, for an empath, there's no such thing as casual sex. And it's like, what? Because I've definitely had a lot of that in my day. I'm speaking from experience for sure. And I, there's obviously no judgment. I'm not telling you to not have casual sex. This is going to be all about how to harness your energy and to call back your energy. If you do want to partake in fun activity and not feel completely drained after. So let's, let's talk about it. Have you ever felt completely drained or emotionally or energetically or physically drained after having sex with somebody? And it's not just the physical exertion. It feels deeper than that. Maybe you're a little depressed or anxious or feel weird the next day and you don't feel like yourself. You don't quite have that same amount of like power in you that you did when you were going into the experience. It's very possible you're taking on their their energy. And you'd start to take on their energy in the sense of like the way that they feel about you is the way that you start to feel about yourself, for example. When we're intimate with people, we let our guards down inevitably. We're letting our guards down, especially if we want to be enjoying the moment, you know? We're in the moment. We're not thinking about protecting our energy, right? Like (laughs) it can be a good thing to be able to let your guards down, right? But if you're experimenting with casual sex or you don't know the person that well or if it's just not the best situation where you feel like you can be completely safe and intimate it it might bring up some energetic blocks for you especially if there's a uh, any sexual trauma and big t trauma or little t trauma that you haven't worked through it can definitely bring up all of that and Sex can bring up a lot of emotional highs and lows, and depending on your partner, we can ride that roller coaster with them if we aren't protecting their energy. So when, like, we have our own sexual trauma, and they might have their own sexual trauma. Everybody has some form of sexual trauma, and it essentially is because our because of the way our society uh sends us messages about sexual energy or or sexuality we all have big big t traumas or little t traumas if i say trauma i'm talking about all types of traumas anything that disrupts trauma is anything that disrupts our um basic needs as a human and so those disruptions can be small or big but they essentially kind of create these imprints in our brain, right? If you both are having the, if you both have these traumas, there can be, you know, you can be riding the roller coasters with each other's traumas if you're intimate with somebody. And I'm never going to tell you to be abstinent or stop having sexual, casual sex. I think it can be its own form of healing sometimes, as long as they're positive sexual experiences And, you know, if it lights up these, oh shit, I need to, you know, work through that and heal that, that can be a good thing, you know? It's, we're just going to talk about how to be aware of this energy and uh, maybe be mindful of your energy before, during, and after and start to notice it. Like, how do I feel about this experience? Do I need to have this experience? Is it going to make me feel worse? Is it going to make me feel better? 
we can experience this emotional drainage after being a part uh, with a partner that we aren't mutually emotionally connected with during any sexual encounter. We experience these highs and lows of energies and auras and we're intermingling our energies, our energy, our auras and our emotions and our energies are essentially just intermingling with each other. And this happens during such wild extremes of this like animalistic wavelength and this animalistic act. And it's passionate and it's extreme and we're vibrating like in this place of just pure passion. Is anyone else turned on? Okay. (laughs) Because the empath is so sensitive to other people's energies and emotions and thoughts, this can really like kind of really disrupt our energetic field, especially if we're really empathic towards our specific partner this can create an even more like heightened energetic experience. Let's talk about the science behind empathy really quick. When I'm talking about these electromagnetic fields, we have electromagnetic fields in our brain and in our heart. So if we are sensitive to energy or vibrations, if we're near people, we pick up on these electromagnetic fields. We're all made up of energy. Uh, These fields transmit information about other people's thoughts and emotions and so we're right if like we're right next to people or if we're inside of somebody else <laughs> we are very very in tune with their thoughts and energy there are uh mirror neurons we have like uh empaths have hyperactive mirror neurons so those mirror neurons are the brain uh, there are cells in our brain that are responsible for compassion or sharing someone's fear happiness whatever it is if we're looking at somebody and they're smiling and we find ourselves our, ourselves smiling, um, that's our mirror neurons at work there. So empaths have hyper-responsive mirror neurons. And those uh, on the opposite side of the spectrum, psychopaths, sociopaths, narcissists tend to have underactive mirror neurons. Uh, empaths also have a lower sensitivity to any chemical imbalances in the body. So if we're having sex, especially if we're having sex when we're drinking or on drugs... Those are very intense. Um, all, all of those create these hormone fluctuations in our body. And if you're an empath, you're extra sensitive to those changes. And so painkillers, alcohol, drugs, all of those things disrupt that you know system. And we're very sensitive to that. What else is there? There's dopamine sensitivity. We have a higher dopamine sensitivity. So the neurotransmitters that are associated with our pleasure response, the dopamine, empaths need less of that to be happy. So it can almost, you know, sex can almost be like a very high dosage of dopamine, which can be a little overwhelming maybe sometimes for empaths. We're just like a little bit more content with like quiet time and reading and meditation. Essentially like letting someone into our space if they're coming into our home and like letting them into our bodies. It can be a lot in the dopamine field. So those are just some background thoughts to keep you like thinking about this, the science behind empathy, because just so you have an an understanding of the way that sex kind of comes into our, our empathic space. It can be an overload of energy or emotion. Any type of overload can create these uh can can just kind of take out the empath (laughs) 
in terms of their physical energy or emotional energy. We can sometimes feel like physically hungover after sleeping with somebody, energetically hungover, exhausted, depressed, not themselves, anxious. The way that this kind of shows up is like you go into this experience feeling sexy and empowered. You're like, yeah, I'm going to get laid, whatever. (laughs) And then afterwards you feel like shit and you're like, am I a whore or you I don't know you just like think these things about yourself or you're anxious about them texting you back when you weren't like that before you can be taking on some of their energy and if they feel a certain way about you you might start to feel that way about yourself and that's how their energy is being transmitted to you if you don't feel completely safe with your partner if you don't know them that well this can create you know an even more amplified version of that Our empaths um, gravitate towards people who we feel like we can help and heal. (laughs) So which is why empaths and narcissists are very often paired together in terms of romantic experiences or even just friendships or anything like that. Narcissists tend to want that, that empath to kind of see them and almost be gullible towards their, their, their ways. And then the empath kind of wants to like fix and heal the narcissist a little bit. And they love their charisma and their degaff attitude. We're so sensitive to when our partner feels insecure or sad or angry. We absorb that energy when we're intimate. So if, if your partner is, comes home from work and is like really pissed off and you absorb that energy the second they walk in the room, you've absorbed their energy before they even walked in the room. Maybe you start to feel a little angry the next day or in that moment. And if you have sex, that's just bringing in that energy even, even more. All right. So you're an empath. Are you just supposed to stop having sex? Of course not. I would never tell you to do that. I would never tell you to do that. I believe that all types of sex can be healthy, casual or not. As long as you're maintaining your boundaries and understanding yourself and your needs in the moment, having clear communication with your partner, it it can go well. So if you don't feel like you can clearly communicate these needs or boundaries or anything like that, they're not going to maybe be the best. Um, It's not going to be the best experience for you. If they don't respect your boundaries, that's certainly not going to be the best experience for you. But you do you. You know what I mean? Sometimes you just got to have, just got to get your little... There are some ways to navigate this energy. Pay attention to your energy before, during, and after. Do some clearing and some grounding before. Even if you feel like you don't need it, I would still recommend doing it. And that grounding can be through a meditation or being in nature. Whatever you feel grounding for you. Whatever resonates with you. Before and during. Let's talk about during. So during, I would say, like, pay attention to your your energy pay attention to their energy. You're living in the moment. And so if you, I want you to just enjoy that moment. So it's mostly going to be before and after, but if you start to notice during that you start to, maybe there's boundary being pushed or something like that. Maybe you need to readjust the boundaries or the communication or anything like that. And maybe just being present to that, you know, and then after doing that clearing again, imagining them leaving their space. Uh, if you're into mantras, return to sender, send their energy back to them and bring my energy back to me. There are lots of different ways. And I work with my clients on deep, you know, deeply going through those practices of clearing energy and clearing the people out of your space. 
You can journal if that resonates with you. Whatever kind of works for you, do that. And even just like that understanding like, okay, maybe I'm not going to feel that great after this experience. Knowing that is sometimes the greatest first step. Communicating and sticking with your clear boundaries. This goes for anyone having sex, but especially empaths. Stick with those boundaries. Understand those boundaries, their boundaries, your boundaries, everything like that. We love boundaries. Empaths love boundaries. Okay? It's important. And understanding your needs and wants before going into that playground, you know? Okay, what do I want to get from this? Not that it's always going to be everything you ever wanted, but just like kind of go like knowing what you're going in there for notice your partner's thoughts and emotions in that moment just being able to kind of like decipher what's yours and what's not is so important for an empath in the, you know as you're starting to navigate this work when you have sex from this honest and communicate communicative and safe um enriched place it can it can raise your energy and vibration even more and also raise their vibration so if you're coming at it from love and compassion and respect and understanding, you don't have to be in love with the person. I'm not saying that, but like just love in the sense that you're, like, you're a human, I'm a human. We can come at this from love. It can raise the vibration and the energy for this and, and just create a more positive energy transfer. Use these empathic powers as a gift in understanding your partner. I also kind of want to talk about not only sex with other people. I also want to talk about like indulgence and masturbation and like having sex on your own. Um, masturbation is so important in our self-care routine, in understanding ourselves, in clearing energy, in mass, uh, in manifestation. So let's go through all of those things because I think they're important masturbation and self-care it's a it's a releasing of any pent-up energy physically or emotionally or energetically from a spirit soul plate you kind of build up that energy right and then you release it when you orgasm it's important in your self-care routine it's important in understanding your body and what your body needs and maybe understanding the way that your mind works when you are and what what helps you get to that place of releasing and that you can come back to you can come back to your partner with a better understanding of your body and, and be able to communicate that better. Like, oh, I like when you do this because I know from experience when I do it for myself. Stuff like that. So it's really good in that, you know, sexual wellness experience and in your self-care. Okay. As an empath, it can also help you clear out anyone else's energy. Masturbation actually helps you reclaim your own sexual space, especially if you create like a ritual around it or make yourself really comfortable. Lighting candles, listening to music, getting your favorite toys. You reclaim your sexual space. So if there's anyone, I'm talking, this is going to be more in the spiritual and soul realm. If there's any beings or energies in your space that aren't yours, or, you know, maybe they come from religion or society, or other people, or upbringing, like parents and childhood, any sexual trauma, anything like that. If there are beings in your space controlling the way that you express your sexuality, I've had them kind of come into my space every now and then. And what I do is just create a ritual around my masturbation routine and be able to clear their energy out of my space. When you reclaim your space, you are clearing other people out of your space. 
So the way that you reclaim that can look different for you, but what it looks like for me is just creating a ritual and embracing my sexuality and just pushing through any discomfort and doing that on my own so I can kind of notice everything, every energetic changes, any energetic changes that happen. In manifestation, (laughs) it actually helps us manifest as well. If you have an orgasm either with a partner or on your own, it actually helps us manifest. Because the orgasm was intended to create life. It actually helps us with our female creative energy or just any creative energy. Creative energy can, of course, create life and create a baby. But it can also help us with our artistic creativity. Just creating things, innovating things. Manifestation is all about creating things. And it's also about clearing space. It's also about clearing energy. It's about releasing our hold on the outcome. And you have to do that for an orgasm too. Most of the time, you kind of have to release the hold on the outcome. You can't be like, okay, when is it going to come? When is it going to come? When is it going to come? You can't do that in manifestation either. You have to just release and surrender and just let the universe bring in what it's going to bring in in that whatever time period it is and you have to do that you have to have that same mentality when you're working towards an orgasm you have to just release and surrender and so manifestation and sex are so aligned and the purpose of the orgasm was to create and to create life so when you have that you're able to manifest from an even more energetically aligned place where you're surrendering, releasing, and creating. So essentially, when you orgasm, you can visualize or create an intention around what you want to call in and it actually helps you manifest. You're also embracing, you're claiming back your energy, you're you're creating from a very like aligned, like sexually empowered place, which is a sexually empowered place is a empowered place you're in your body you feel authentic to your soul you are letting go of any religion or society or upbringing that has told you that you can't embrace the sexual side of you going back to this what society says what religion upbringing society all those things say it often tells us that we're not allowed to indulge hmm Or feel pleasure in its fullest form. We've been told that since the beginning of time. Whether you are religious or not, it's likely that you have past lives associated to religion. Which is kind of the case for me. So there's kind of a good amount of religion in my space. But I was not really brought up as religious. And I don't really feel connected to an organized religion. I'm definitely more spiritual. But... That religious energy is still in my space from past lives. And I was a nun in a past life and that energy is still there. So this energy often says that we can't indulge or feel pleasure. And I think that's especially the case for empaths because we're supposed to take on other people's emotions and energies and as our own. There are other people, there are obviously so many people in our world who, you know, subscribe to this this idea that we're not allowed to indulge or if we do we should feel guilty because we should be working and working for other people and serving other people all the time 
and empaths or take on other people's perspectives of that, but we also have our own because we tend to be people please. That energy often tells us that we can't indulge or feel pleasure. And this the, the pleasure I'm talking about sex, but I'm also talking about like indulging in food or indulging in your favorite TV shows or just like whatever that looks like for you. We often have a lot of guilt surrounding that because we're not supposed to indulge. It's almost like a sin, you know, to to feel pleasure in its fullest form. If we can reclaim that space and push out all of those other energies and reclaim our sexuality, oh my God, do we live from such a wild and free and sexual place that is free from anyone else's thoughts, opinions, energies on how we should live our life. You manifest so much quicker too because you're it's you. It's you living from this really aligned place and it's not anyone else's energies. If other people's energies are in our space, we're going to manifest things for other people, essentially. We're going to manifest things that other people wanted for us. And that happened to me a lot. I manifested all these law schools, but I didn't want to go to law school. If you don't know me, if you don't know me, that makes no sense. I was supposed to go to law school and I decided it wasn't for me. It was kind of my mother's idea for me. I love talking about the law. I love that stuff. Law school itself, I think, was going to not watch me go to law school. And you're all listening to this like a year from now being like, this bitch. Just kidding. What if, though? That'd be so crazy. We, If we're not living from an aligned place that's ours, we can manifest things for that are for other people and not ours. And that can, that can show up in the way that we manifest partners and sex and all of that stuff. When you clear out people from your space, reclaim your own space, people are going to want your attention even more. People are going to come back into your space. So if you got, haven't gotten a text from a guy in a long time, a certain person in a long time, if you start to like clear them out of your space and get them out and stop thinking about them, they're going to come back in because they start, they energetically, they don't do this on a conscious level. They energetically sense that oh, I'm out of her space. I need to get back in. They like want your attention and they don't really know why. That's just an interesting tip about clearing energy. If once you start to reclaim your space and reclaim your energy, especially through these methods that we just talked about, oh my God, people are going to clamor for your attention. It's an interesting experiment as you start to do more spiritual work. If you start to go down this path, you start to notice that the second you start to clear people out, they want to come back in. And the second you start to own your energy and be really empowered and authentic and you, they want to come back in. They want your attention. They want your energy. In manifestation terms, it's almost a test is the worst word. It's an opportunity for you to stay in your aligned place and not be dragged back into the maybe not as aligned person place or person that you were at the time that you were interacting with that person. So if you've noticed that your toxic ex comes back once you start to like feel really aligned and worthy and empowered, there's a reason for that. So I'm curious what you think. If you've experienced this energetic overload or energetic drainage after you've had sex with somebody, you can probably think of a few times. It's probably not... (laughs) once or twice. If you're an empath, it's probably been a number of times. I certainly can. 
especially when it's casual or you're drinking like in college you can I can think of so many times that this happened and I'm certainly more in tune with it now it was like especially if you've been drinking then you're hung over for multiple reasons there's an energy hangover and like a physical hangover so if you can think of some things that or of some times that this happened maybe start to experiment with your sexual experiences with this understanding and maybe a little bit more practice and ritual around it to maybe understand the energy that you come at a sexual experience with and just making sure that you reclaim your energy. I've noticed now that after doing this for a little bit of time and researching it all, I'm very much more protective of my sexual space. I tend to not want to... (laughs) get involved with people who I know are going to energetically drain me. And if I do, I know that that's going to happen and I just make peace with it. But I'm much more protective over my space now. And I can think of, you know, even when I was with a long-term partner, there were these moments where if there was any shame around, you know, sexual expression, I took that on and started to feel shame about stuff that I've never felt shameful about. But you're taking on these thoughts and these perspectives that aren't yours and you don't really know why. So once you understand why you're doing that, you can come at it with a better understanding. And that's part of the, that's, you know, that's you're 80% of the way there. Then it's a matter of like reclaiming your space. Like I said, it's really interesting when you have, when you start to work with this space a little bit more and you are looking back like, Oh, I'm manifesting these sexual experiences. You manifest everything. You're manifesting these sexual experiences. Maybe you don't feel great after it's an opportunity for you to look at it and be like, okay, maybe there's something I still need to heal. Especially if this, if you've taken on an energy or a perspective that is tugging at your brain. So let's say I'm talking about when I was with my partner, there was a religious energy that created a shame and then it was transferred to me and then I was feeling shameful. That whatever is lit up, whatever I'm taking on and absorbing that primary emotion is something I still need to heal. So there's a little bit more of like, okay, if I, I still need to heal some type of shame around my sexuality or those little T or big T traumas that light up after a sexual experience. Okay. It's an opportunity for me to look at it and see what do I need to heal to reclaim my sexual space. If there's something about that sexual experience that has triggered that trauma response, say, you meet it with gratitude. Thank you for showing me things I still need to heal. And then you can work through it. Journaling, EMDR, all of those things, whatever resonates with you. Coaching is especially good to just have somebody to like listen and kind of work through, work it through with you. And kind of from a one-on-one perspective, sometimes working with like a workshop is not um, personalized enough in my opinion. So just getting that that help where you need it and you know working through whatever else you need to heal is such a gift so that's why I say like sexual casual sex isn't a bad thing and these these quote-unquote negative experiences that you have aren't bad 
they simply just show you other ways that you need to kind of work through your sexual empowerment. And once you kind of do that, oh my gosh, you come, do you just like reown your space? Reowning your sexual space reowns your body, reowns your spirit, reowns your mind. And it really is kind of a central place that you can kind of reclaim. Because you're shoving out all of these religious energies a lot quicker than religious or society or other things. Sexuality is such a high energy thing that if you are able to claim that and reclaim that and get other people's energies out of that area of your life and you have your own authentic understanding of what sexuality looks like for you, the other things are going to come so much easier because there's less tension on the other stuff, if that makes sense, from society and religion and all that stuff. So as you're kind of working through these sexual expressive places of yourself, it's a very important important part of your spiritual process in understanding that you take on other people's energies during sex and you also get to learn a lot from those places. It's a very, you know, interesting development as you move through the spiritual process. A lot of people don't talk about the sexual component of that spiritual process. It's so interesting. And so you should definitely test these things out, get to know your body, understand that you're just a soul in a body and that soul wants to sexually express because it's our natural human, it's a natural human thing. Just experiment with it and understand, maybe journal around your sexual experiences with yourself or with other people and start to notice what comes up for you. And some of this can be healing, you know, a lot of this is going to be healing, even when it feels dark, even when it feels shadowy, even when it feels gross, it's all very healing. We're going to shine with our shadow, my favorite thing. We shine with our shadows around here. Look at it as a way of collecting data and information on yourself and your body. You can come at it in, in that perspective to kind of pull you out of the emotional component of it. What do I need to learn here? What data can I collect? Oh, that's interesting. I feel that way about this and kind of getting to know yourself as you move through sexual experiences, working through sexual traumas, all of that. So test these things out. Let me know how they go. You know, you know that we're going to talk more about this. We're going to talk all about this. We're going to talk about ways to find this sexual expression. I've found a lot of it through taking more pictures of myself and using more toys and learning more about different types of sexy sexual experiences, different types of, I hate the word fetish, things that people like. What's a word for fetish that's not fetish? I can't even think of one. You know what I mean? Things, you know, things that are perceived as taboo, but Getting to know th- part of the f- my favorite thing in in navigating this sexual em- sexually empowered path for myself is I'm starting to look at these likes and dislikes of people 
and kind of understanding them a little bit more and understanding why people like certain things and why they don't like certain things. And I think it's really fascinating. I'm curious if any of this resonated for you, if you feel connected, if you feel like you're a sexual empath, I want to hear from you. And I want to know if you experiment with any of these things, you know, I want to hear any of your stories or come to Jesus moments (laughs) of your understanding of this. And maybe I want to hear if there's anything that you, maybe you have discovered about yourself in, in this, in learning about this even more. So let me know. And we're going to discuss this a lot and even more and in depth. And we're going to talk about how to utilize these as strengths. It's not a bad thing. It's actually a really good thing to be a sexual empath. It's a really empowering thing to be a sexual empath. So I'm excited to talk about this even more. But like, share, comment, subscribe. We're going to talk about this more. We're going to talk about this in depth. I'm so glad that you're here and you listened and I'm, I'm just really excited for you to get this very deep and empowered understanding of your sexuality. And let me know your thoughts. I want to hear from you. Thank you for listening and I will see and talk to you soon. Goodbye.